Welcome to Talking with God. My goal is to provide you with insight on how a strong prayer life can help bring you closer to a loving relationship with God. I keep no secrets and share my own struggles for a single purpose. I want to encourage you to pray more often, pray more consistently, and pray in all things. Talking with God is about just that, the conversation that you have with our Heavenly Father. And prayer is not complicated. We make it complicated. There's no special sauce to getting prayer right. So let us shed that stigma that talking with God is complicated. God, our Father, is there to listen to us in all seasons. Whether you are having the best of days, or maybe you are facing some struggles and are angry at the world, or even God himself, he is still there. So join us each week as we talk about life and how you can build an amazing and loving relationship by talking with God. Thanks for joining me here again on Talking With God. I want to say how grateful I am that you're taking time out of your day to spend it here with me. We're going through an eight-episode series called Faithful Father. The series focuses on the fact that God has given man a defining set of characteristics that a father should not only be aware of, but strive to be. A faithful father is one who utilizes the tools given by God both physically and spiritually in this world, so that he can protect his home on all fronts. Our last episode was about being a respected authority in your home. This week, it's about having benevolent bonding with your children and showing them what a compassionate friendship can be. Bonding with our children is so important that the Bible made sure that we understood the need to provide the benevolent bonding for our kids. Proverbs 22.6 tells us to train up a child in the way that he should go. Even when they are old, they will not depart from it. So what that's saying is that if we train our children up in the Lord, then they're not going to part from it. And that is what benevolent bonding can lead to. Now, I consider my home an institution, and I think that men should look at their own home that way as well. I mean, consider the children that you are raising and that they learn from you and your wife. Together, you are forming who they are, who they will become, what they will value, and how they will interact with the world in more ways than any other person that God is going to put in their life. Now that foundation, this institution, it has to be a benevolent one, one that aims to guide your children in God-first thinking, which is way easier said than done. I'm honest in this podcast. I don't always do that. I fail all the time. But one of the things that I do make sure to do is to be intentional about it. And that's what this whole series is built on. It's built on the hope that as someone comes across uh, me sharing my life, that they find inspiration that may be the catalyst for improving their relationship with God, with their wife, with their children, their family, and their friends. You know, on one hand, you have authority and discipline, but you also have to be compassionate with those same people, especially your wife and children. You don't have them except by God's grace. And that is the way that we need to approach this series. We're not seeking to judge how lucky those are around us, but it's actually the reverse. How lucky are we to be surrounded by those we love because God placed their paths and our paths together? George Washington Carver said, How far you go in life depends on you being tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, 
sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant of the weak and strong, because someday in your life, you will have been all of those. And that's really important to understand that compassion is not a weakness. We live in a world that views aggressiveness as a strength and compassion as a weakness, but it's not. The expression of either of those traits is entirely situational, and I believe that that compassion is a strength, and it comes from a singular biblical reference. Go check it out in Psalms 103.13. You'll see that fathers are called to show compassion to their children, just as God does to those who fear Him. There's a reason why God uses compassion so often in the Bible. Even when Jesus gave the Pharisees a good tongue lashing over their lofty perch in Matthew 23, he wept for Jerusalem in the last three verses of that same chapter. Now I'm referencing Matthew 23 verses 37 through 39. But compassion is an inspirational emotion that can drive us towards goals. It can help us recover from being distraught and it makes us better people. Francis Schaeffer said, Biblical orthodoxy without compassion is surely the ugliest thing in the world. And he's completely justified in that statement. There are groups that exist, specifically, and I, I will point this, this group out, and I have no problem with that, and I'm sorry if you do, we can discuss it, but specifically the Westboro Baptist Church, who we're just going to call a hate group, they use the Bible to treat people as if they were so far from God's forgiveness that they have no hope and they were going to burn in hell. How does that sound like Jesus? Jesus sat with prostitutes. He sat with outcasts throughout his ministry. He was compassionate in all things he did. And that is part of why the disciples followed him. He was strong, but yet he was meek. He was authoritative, but he was compassionate. Having that compassion will build benevolent bonding. We cannot spend all of our time critiquing and correcting our children. They are kids. They're going to make mistakes. Adults do it all the time. And again, I live my life honestly, especially on this podcast. I would never feel comfortable talking about this type of stuff if I didn't even share my own failures. And I lose sight of that sometimes on days I feel like they are just testing all the barriers at once. You know, he's nine and she's 11, and sometimes it can seem like every day. But I know that's not true. We just have a tendency to focus on the short, intense spurts instead of viewing the overall picture. Bonding with your children is an intentional activity and not something you can assume will just happen because you are a parent of that child. We are always so busy doing what? Work? Or maybe it's a personal interest that's not your child's interest? Or just not wanting to do anything because we just need a break? And I'm guilty of those. How often has your child wanted you to do something? And you make an excuse. It's really easy to say later or anything that puts it off until they forget or give up. Go play basketball with me as soon as I'm done doing this housework. Daddy, let's go do this. In a little bit. Sometimes the things our kids want us to do are plain boring. Uh, sometimes it is messy, which is a lot of times at our house. 
we are missing out on a critical time with our children when they do ask for our interaction. They thrive and learn and grow every single time we set aside other things and make intentional bonding experiences with them. You're not going to make memories that to you may seem small, but to them will be profound if you don't do this. That reminder you get from them when they say, Hey daddy, remember when? It's humbling. And it's something that we overlook in our daily parenting routines. Without making a change and being intentional there, we actually sabotage our chance for benevolent bonding with our children. We can be our children's parent, and we can be their friend. We don't have to be their best friend, but we have a compassionate friendship and a benevolent bond that even their very best friend will never have. We just need to continually pour into our children the love of Christ. The poor outlook of a parent being a friend to their child comes from a parent that may be enabling irresponsibility. If you're 50, you don't need to go to the club so that you can watch women twerk while your daughter is out dancing. And you also shouldn't be operating on the premise that your child is going to be drinking or smoking weed, so why not do it with them when you can control it? That control is illusory. It's a powerful tool of the enemy. All you are doing is saying that those behaviors, they're okay. If we actually want long-term, healthy relationships with our children, it springs from intentional time spent with them. Intentional time spent with them as a family, as individuals. It doesn't not come from giving them gifts and condoning their poor behavior. As a father, my goal is to teach them, to love them, sometimes discipline them, but mostly love them even when I'm disciplining them. We wear a lot of hats as parents. Sometimes we even have to wear birthday hats on your forehead and pretend to be a unicorn, and that's okay. It's awesome. Now, we are going to be coming to a close uh, of the Faithful Father series. I mean, it's taken some time, longer than I'd like to get there. Life does keep me pretty busy, but I do try to persevere. What I hope is that this series inspires you to be a better father or parent in general. It's a daily test, and I am in it with you, and I'm doing the best that I can. And sometimes, man, it's a home run. But other times, there are a lot of miserable failures. So as we wrap up this episode, I just have one important question. Will you pray with me? Father, it is my deepest hope that the messages I provide do great work in your name. You know that I am not a perfect man. I am not a perfect father. But I am a vessel for you. And I am satisfied with that. Being a father, being a parent is hard. Being one faithful to you and the family I are blessed with is much harder. But the rewards that it reaps, they have no value. They are priceless. So I ask that you soften our hearts when our children are messy in life. When they repeat our mistakes, even if we tell them that we know how it's going to work out. 
you have to remember that it's a journey for them as they discover life. And it's so easy that we forget that childhood journey after many years as adults. Our hearts, God, need to be like yours, full of compassion and benevolence as we bond with them, as we affirm a relationship that extends beyond the de facto love just because they are our children. We can show them compassion is not a weakness. The compassion that you showed through the sacrifice of your own son is proof of that. Children truly are a gift from you. May we remember that, God. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to spend with us. Can I ask a small favor? Okay, well, maybe it's a couple, but they are really important. First, can you subscribe to us? Second, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, can you give us a rating and let us know how we're doing? That helps our podcast get discovered. And if I'm honest, it makes us feel good too. Even if it's just a one star out of five, it's crucial feedback so that we can improve. One last thing, can you share this with your family or friends? We're on all major podcast platforms, and even if it's just two people, maybe your whole Facebook or Twitter, whatever you're comfortable with, we're happy to have that. It would mean the world to us, because every little bit helps us get discovered and allows us to share God's message to the world. We hope that by sharing this prayer with you, that you are encouraged to pray more often and more comfortably. And most importantly, your relationship with God grows in talking with Him. If you'd like to share a prayer, check out the link below and contact us. We love you and hope that you visit us again next week.